This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, every Monday I give one of you 100 bucks to invest in your idea and get to the top. To enter for your chance to win 100 bucks, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes right now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. This week's winner was Matt Walk in Chicago at the DDB Agency. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to hear from Corbett Barr, who did $70,000 per month in business to kill slime like Ty Lopez. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. Holidays are coming up. Hope you already have your Thanksgiving plans in place, but take a pause, get that jogging this morning, drink your coffee, and listen into our guest today. His name is Bill Hanks, and he's the founder of Scoop, a news discovery network for journalists. Before that, he was a public relations executive for more than 20 years, most recently director of Bing Public Relations at Microsoft and vice president of corporate communications at Real Networks. Earlier in his career, he was a journalist. Bill, are you ready to take us to the top. Uh, I sure am, Nathan. Thanks for having me. Well, I am thrilled that you're here. So first things first, you know, some people think Bing is sexy. Some people think it's not sexy. I imagine your role at Microsoft was a tough one. It was a tough one. But while I was there, uh, we doubled our market share and took a bunch of it away from our friends at Google and uh, we're, you know, a respectable number two. And uh, just last month, Google announced that it was, Google, sorry, Bing announced that it was profitable. So, you know, it's a, it's pretty decent business. It's a win. So walk, just out of curiosity, how did you measure micro, uh, micro, uh, sorry, uh, uh, micro market share at Microsoft? Uh, NPD. I don't know what that means. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, there's some on like Comscore is probably the biggest one, Nathan. Oh, Comscore. I see. Okay. Yep. Okay. And it would literally just be, is it search, search, searches per day broken down across all the search platforms? You know, I'm not exactly sure what their methodology it is, but they're the pretty, they're the, they're the standard go-to for measuring uh, website share. And when you left, what had you grown market share to along with the whole Bing team? Oh boy. It was, I want to say it was close to 19%. So you started, it was 8%. It was uh, just under 10. Nice. Well, very cool. Okay, well, I don't want to spend too much time talking about Microsoft because I don't want people to check out. So <laughs> let's, go, let's go directly into, I imagine you left, did you leave Microsoft and that's when you founded Scoop? That's exactly right. Okay, so walk us through, how'd you get the idea for Scoop? Why'd you start it? So uh, not to uh, tarnish Microsoft, but uh, it was the, probably the only job I've ever had, Nathan, that I wasn't absolutely thrilled to go to every single day. And so I came home, talked to my wife about it, uh, and she's like, hey, you should just take one of those big PR uh, agency jobs. And I started explaining to her all the reasons why that's a bad idea. And they all centered around the journalist. Journalists are increasingly frustrated with the public relations process. They get spammed by more with more than 200 pieces of email per day. Uh, they don't feel like they're getting the personal touch. And my wife, who was standing there, says, you know, I can't believe in this internet age, all this stuff is online anyway and automated. Mm-hmm. And it really gave me pause. And I took out a legal pad and I penciled out what is uh, part of our business today. And that's what gave you the idea. That's exactly what gave me the idea. Okay, so walk us through what Scoop does now. What, how do I sign up? How do you make money? 
Yeah, so Scoop, so we are building a uh, a network or a marketplace between journalists and newsmakers. Newsmakers meaning companies that want to get their news in front of the reporters. Is this and like so, wait? Is this real quick? Is this like a 2015 version of Haro? I mean, is that accurate? Uh, close, close. So the guy who founded Haro. Create, try to create this uh, a modern version of something that was earlier called ProfNet, which is a way for reporters to ask questions to people who subscribe to an email list. It mm-hmm. turns out that reporters don't really trust that source because they consider folks to be too self-promotional if they're on there. And, you know, unfortunately, they're kind of mixed in with some really quality people, too. But it's uh, it's given them some bad experiences. But you're, you're, you're thinking along the right lines, Nathan. What is a more modern interaction than somebody putting out a thousand dollar press release that reporters don't read or hiring a, a PR agency for at least 15k per month or just otherwise uh, uh, subscribing to tools that will spam reporters mm-hmm. what's a better well, way to do that well I, and I want to dig into more of how you're doing that but I will tell the top tribe you should go listen to episode 78 I had Peter Shankman on he talked about how he used his ADHD and his two fat cats to sell Haro to a company called Vod- uh, to a company Vocus. called Eye Contact oh Vocus yes Vocus, Vocus. Yep. so it's a really amazing story but I want to I want to keep it focused here unless Bill did you want to comment on that no Peter's a very sharp guy and I've talked to him about what we're doing okay so what's his feedback his feedback that he his, that he loves it, as you know, he's an adjunct professor now at NYU, and so uh, we chatted a bit about Scoop when I was in New York. Oh, that's great! So, is he an investor? He is not an investor. At least have not you yet. raised cap? I was going to say, have you raised capital? We've raised a little bit. Yeah, a uh, total how, of uh, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to date. Okay, was that just friends and family, or a no? None of it's, I don't have any very rich friends or family. I thought you were going to say you have no friends or family, and I was going to you know, send you some. <laughs> no, it's a combination of uh, one angel investor, one angel group in Seattle called Seattle Angel Conference, and then uh, our friends, mutual friends at Five Hundred Startups. Was it a convertible note or a priced round? Uh, the two were convertibles, and then uh, 500 does something called a Kiss A, which looks and feels a lot like a convertible, but without the yep. debt instrument portion. This, yeah, Top Tribe, this whole Kiss A concept is really taking off. I'll link to example term sheet that is a Kiss A, essentially a Kiss A term sheet in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top one three. But Bill, just quickly explaining it, it basically takes off the 6% interest, right? It takes off the, that's exactly, and they can't call the note. Uh, yep. which is an important characteristic. Which, I mean, an investor who would call a note is a total, I mean, asshole, basically, because you never make angel investments to then call a note. That would put the company bankrupt. But it's great that you can actually secure that cases, contractually. There, there's, a, there's a case out of Portland where that exact thing happened. Where Really? Yeah, a VC was at the end of their term. And I think it was... Um, I think it you was mean the funds, the funds the, term? Thank you. That's exactly right, Nathan. The funds term was almost up. And... Uh, and I think the name of the company was Earth Class Mail, and they called the note and essentially bankrupt, uh, bank- bankrupted a profitable company. Oh my gosh! I'm going to have Earth Class Mail on the show. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll come on. I'm going to ask them about this question. But Bill, let's I refocus. I can connect you with the founder who's got oh. a different startup. Oh, that's awesome! I would love that. Let's do that. That would be a lot of fun. Let's refocus back though on Scoop. So I'm on the website right now. I feel like a genius because it feels like I'm on like behind the scenes at the NASDAQ or like I'm getting the inside scoop on something, no pun intended. I click sign up. It says sign in with your social account. Walk me through. Where, where, where do I start paying? How do you make money? So what you're looking at right now, Nathan, is a free tool that we make available to journalists. Okay. So journalists suffer from a similar problem that uh, PR people do. PR people want to get their information to reporters, but reporters don't feel like they're getting the right information about companies. 
And company and, and reporters, um, the type of information reporters want to get through PR channels, but they also want to find out what is happening at the companies that they aren't finding out about through PR channels. And so what you're seeing in front of you, Nathan, is exactly that. We're showing reporters happening uh, at companies through the lens of public data sites like the SEC, the Patent Office, and the federal court system. And so a couple of weeks ago, speaking of uh, the search engine wars, you may have seen that Yahoo, Marissa Mayer and Yahoo struck a search deal with Google um, that, uh, that um, sort of upset Bing. That's because you are not Bing to win the deal, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> it, uh, I know, but talk about the ultimate irony. The re reporters who broke that news found out about it through Scoop. Wow, that, that is extremely ironic. So, okay, so wait, but, but walk me through. Again, how do you make money? So we don't make money on this. The way we do make money, and we've just started over the past couple of months making money um, for the previous for the the you know past year and more than a year, we've been uh, engaged only in growing the free side of the market, which is the journalists. The how way many that people we, have signed up there? Yeah, that's right. And so the way that we make well, money. How, how many? How, how many have signed up? Oh, how, I'm sorry. How many journalists? We yeah. have. Uh, it's about 630 registered reporters right now, which represents just over six percent of the market for business journalism. Got it. Okay. After seven months. Okay, so you were just going into about maybe how you turned on the paid channel. That's that's right. So. Uh, I'll give you an example of a company in uh, a Seattle suburb that is a uh, it's a health tech company that uses a combination of app-based technology and human coaches to help people with diabetes manage their diets. Essentially, you take a photo of your food rather than logging all the you know calories and sugars and all that crap, and they take care of the rest. Well, they didn't they didn't want to spend a bunch of money for a PR agency or even a press release. So they paid us 250 bucks and we put their message in front of the relevant reporters for a week. And so they created a page that looks and feels kind of like a modern press release, edit images and text and things like that. And then we took that and algorithmically matched it to reporters for whom that topic is interesting. So we didn't send it to somebody in Philadelphia who covers automotive or an investigative journalist in Fort Wayne, Indiana, but we did send it to reporters who covered medical devices and technology in Seattle area uh, types of news. And, um, and that really paid off. How, okay, so how, uh, tell me how it paid off. How many impressions did that drive for the people that paid you 250 bucks via all the media outlets that picked it up? Yeah, so um, think of, when you think about PR, you, you, instead of thinking of large numbers, you want to start thinking of small numbers. So the okay. number of reporters for whom this is relevant out of our user base, which was smaller then, um, it was about 78 or, yeah, I think it was about 78. We got uh, more than 30% click-throughs on the message that the, those reporters saw either in our search results or in our alert emails. And, uh, and one of those reporters actually wrote a story. Got, and do you know? Do you have any idea? Was it? Did they were they able to measure the impressions that the website got from that news story? I don't think so. But the uh, the publication that wrote that story is in the Tech Meme Top Twenty. So which publication? Uh, it's, it's called GeekWire. It's based oh, GeekWire. That's a big one. Yeah. So yep. basically, they paid two hundred fifty bucks to get featured on GeekWire. Not bad. Yeah, exactly. And so that's the value proposition, right? And we're taking the human labor out of that process. Now, that's not to say that some big company who's got a large budget is going to walk away from their crisis communications team and reputation management and all that stuff and great relationships they've built 
to you to utilize Scoop. Uh, we don't think that's the case, but there's a huge portion of the process that can be automated, and that's where we're going to fit in. Yeah, that's really smart. So walk us through total size. You've got a, a 630, about 6% of the business intelligence reporters um, on your platform. And in, in, call it September, actually, or maybe October. What was your total revenue you did through the platform? Oh, the revenue is uh, is extremely small, not even worth mentioning. It's less than a thousand bucks per month right now. Okay, so so how are you planning to grow that? So what we're the strategy is twofold. We want to we want to dig a deeper moat around what we're doing on the journalism side by uh, um, creating. We're building intelligence tools on top of the the data that we're pulling together for reporters now. So rather than simply serving up. A form four, which is how executives, how companies report uh, stock compensation and uh, and, the, and the like for executives. So rather than just providing that form, we'll do things like translate codes and do the math, and we'll we'll eventually get to the point where we can stack rank search results based on news value, which will uh, be a huge thing. So you can we're create some price leverage by doing that, right? Yeah, uh, that's that's right. Um, and so once we, so we're going to focus. Focus very, very hard over the next four months, particularly while we're at 500 startups, on growing our journal space as fast as we can. Um, and we're going to manage the growth on the revenue side of the business, meaning the companies that want to get their news in front of reporters. We're going we're to manage that very closely so that um, we don't outstrip the supply side of the market. That's really, really smart. Well, it's going to be fun to watch you in Top Tribe. If you are just starting out, stories like Bill's are obviously great for you to watch and follow online. You will also like Sonia Petkovich's episode in 90. She quit corporate and then invested 50 grand of her own money into a cat business. It's very interesting. So, Bill, people are going to like this. If they want to follow your journey as you build Scoop, where can they follow you online? They can. Uh, we've got a blog, of course, at scoop.com. That's S-Q-O-O-P.com. Or they can simply follow me on Twitter if they'd like. That's B. E-H-A-N-K-E-E-S. People talk to me about public relations or just journalism online all the time. I'm happy to engage in conversation. Okay, Top Tribe, don't forget, for your chance to win $100 right here on the podcast every Monday, you simply have to subscribe to the show on iTunes. Do that now and then text me that you've done that to 703-431-2709. Again, subscribe on iTunes now, then text me that you've done it at 703-431-2709. There you guys go. And again, we'll link to it in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 113. Okay, Bill, it's prime time. There's, you know, 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter. It's the playoffs. Do you know what time it is? Time for the final five. Yes, the famous five. That's a very famous close five. guess. <laughs> I, I always like get it. my alliteration wrong. <laughs> hey, I'm dyslexic too. Number one, what's your favorite business book? My favorite, I probably have a couple. I like Brad's, Brad Feld's Venture Deals because yep. it's very practical. And I'm a huge fan of Jim Collins's From Good to Great. Good to Great. Great. Number two, yes or no, or sorry, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? A couple, a couple. Um, interestingly, both out of real estate. Um, the uh, the first is Rich Barton, who I met with a couple of Mondays ago. He founded, for your listeners who don't know, uh, Glassdoor and Expedia and Zillow. And Zillow's got a business model that's very much like Scoops, and so I really appreciated his advice. And the other is uh, Glenn Kelman, who's the CEO of uh, Redfin. And Glenn is very passionate and has uh, has created a very purpose-driven company, which I admire. 
Great. Number three, Bill, is there a favorite online tool you use, like Evernote? Um, you know, maybe more in the traditional sense there, Nathan. Anything where I can read what's happening. So I'm a huge fan of TechMeme uh, because they aggregate all the top technology news uh, on a day-to-day basis and source uh, where it's coming from. It's really a wonderful site. Okay, number four, Bill. Are you married, single? Do you have kids? <laughs> I'm happily married to a wildly creative and supportive wife, and I've got two terrific kids who are way cooler than I ever was and uh, probably <laughs> ever will are, be. How old are they? Uh, they're 13 and 15. Okay, so yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Rarely. 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 Yeah, okay. I should get more sleep. But, you know, as you know, as an entrepreneur, the uh, part it's it's not that you're being driven to work by the company. You just love the work, and so it's hard to step away. Yeah, I, I know what it means. It's, you, know, you put your head down on the pillow at 10 p.m., your brain starts firing, and you lay there awake, and you can't get to sleep. I know, I was we all know that feeling. To, uh, I was listening to your uh, post last night. That was uh, my bedtime reading. Oh, was it? What did you like? Which one, which one did you read? Uh, a couple of them. Well, I listened to um, the reputation management one. I thought was probably the most interesting. Um, yep. and, but then uh, the guys from, uh, oh man, what is it? Uh, Facebook advertising outfit. Um, uh, at espresso. At espresso. Yeah. Yep. Armand, Sharp guys. Ar- Ar- Armando. And that is back in episode number 70, a SaaS company. They're on track and I think they're well above, I think they're on a $1.8 million run rate. So great episodes, Bill. So many people are listening to the show. I obviously that gets me excited, but last question for you. Um, how old are you? <laughs> 50. Okay. 50. Take us back 30 years. If you wish your 20 year old self knew one thing, what would it be? Uh, I would tell my 20-year-old self that in a few years he's going to screw up a startup and to get back on <laughs> to get back on the horse afterwards rather than running back to corporate America so quickly. Well, guys, there you have it. Bill, thanks for coming on. You know, you, you are, uh, again, director at Microsoft with Bing as they were building the platform. You doubled market share there. You then left, launched your own startup, put in 250K, and you're now making it profitable. Thank you for sharing your story and taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you go listen to other episodes, subscribe to the show on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks next Monday. This week's winner was Matt Wolf from DDB Agency in Chicago. Okay, if you liked today's episode with Bill, go back and listen to yesterday's episode with Google employee Ethan Anderson. Google slapped him in the face when they bought YouTube and shut down his creation, Google Video. 